Welcome to Positively Empowered Kids podcast. Listen to interviews from adults and children passionate about children's well-being. Join us to feel inspired and empowered. Hope you enjoy listening. Hi everyone, I'm Jackie Wilson. I'm one of the co-founders of Positively Empowered Kids, doing one of our interviews again to empower and inspire both parents and children uh, during this lovely lockdown time that we're experiencing. Today, we've got an incredible lady. I'm so excited to interview the lovely Amanda Peddle about her amazing, and she doesn't know I've got it, but she doesn't know I've got it, Tam's Journey, <laughs> which is an incredible book. And one of my absolute passions is neuroscience and children particularly learning about their brain and how it works. So. Tell us a little bit more, Amanda, about you and the amazing Tam's journey. Hi, thank you for having me. It's really lovely. Um, and it's just nice to do something different and, and see some different faces. And hopefully this will cheer a few people up, even if it's just a little bit of a distraction for a little while. But it, it, I'm the same as you. Um, early neuroscience for children, I think, is a huge passion. And quite by accident, um, it's something that I've developed over 20 years and um, children have become more and more um, understanding and open to having conversations that are more science-based as opposed to abstract conversations about feelings and uh, using words for feelings that aren't scientific based you know we've got an awful lot of children huge diversity spectrums of children and mm. a lot of them just like to understand the facts um, rather than overcomplicate what are uh, one of our most basic human responses um mm. so for me the neuroscience part goes all the way back to charles darwin about 140 years ago was doing work around how the body parts and the brain parts were associated in informing the body um of feelings and reactions and um, over time we've just given them so many names and made it very very complicated mm-hmm. when actually um if if we come back to basic science um then it, it is quite a simple explanation for children mm-hmm. at a fairly young age to give them a basic grounding and, and what the tam's journey books do is just introduce that basic understanding obviously there's going to be children with you know intense trauma issues that are going to need more intensive work but i really believe that as a race as a human race we need to be having really really simple conversations about how the body works how we interpret our world and what that causes in our body to be able to understand ourselves and how we work in the world um, without creating massively excessive extra levels of stress by trying to fix things that don't need fixing um, and being okay with a wide range of emotions um, rather than you know give them a negative status and turn them into something that we really need to be afraid of when they are very natural and while they might not feel very nice sometimes um and certainly at the moment um our body response is is off mm-hmm. the, off the scale 
Um, and it's okay. It's okay to have a wide range of emotions. It's okay not to be positive through the whole of it because it's we're not designed to be that. You know, we're designed to have yeah. a range, a roller coaster of emotions. And um, so, look, I'm waffling already, aren't I? <laughs> I think. I think for me, everything you've said, I am so like yes, 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 yes. It's so. This is what we need to know to do. You know, I do work with young people and when when I teach them neuroscience they are so they love it they grasp onto it and they're like oh my goodness I can make a difference and it's the fact that we haven't been taught in a way like you said to understand ourselves so that we know what to do and what we're capable of doing Um, and that for me is something that I think and I'm sure you agree needs to be in the curriculum it needs to be taught because it's so empowering yeah. to have this information. You know, this first book, which I haven't seen the second book yet, but this talks about the lovely amygdala, um, which I'm sure you can tell us more about. But so many people are experiencing that kicking off. <laughs> you know, and it is, and we do have a real um, situation going on. Yeah. We can navigate through it if we know how. And for a lot of people, we haven't been taught how to kind of look at it logically, uh-huh. think about what we can do, be rational. Yeah. We're going into a different state, aren't we? Yeah, 100%. And like you say, so the, the idea of the first three books, um, so the second book is actually ready to go, and it's just with the printers waiting for me to press the button. So I've just given us a little bit more time to settle so I can get to the postal service, and that will be out. So the first book, like you say, it looks very much at informing children and and their parents mm-hmm. and their grandparents <laughs> yeah you know it, it it informs them of the process from sensory perception through to how the amygdala which is a tiny tiny part of the brain here mm-hmm. processes that information and we have the fight flight and freeze response and um most of our emotional responses can fit into that category and and it's what our body's designed to do for, mm-hmm. for millions and millions of years um and um the second book looks at then how that information is passed through to the tummy the heart and the lungs and then what that physical feels like so mm-hmm. it, there's so many bits of information I've got some nice plushies from the giant microbe company. So we've got an adrenaline. Oh, and we've got, and we've brilliant. got a neuron. So the yeah. kids I work with have christened them, uh, Ron and Ren. <laughs> they came up with that themselves. Love so it. They all know that adrenaline is one of the chemicals that's released. They all know that the neurons send the messages in the brain and, um, and that creates a feel. And it might be something as simple as a tummy ache. And we have lots of school mm-hmm. refusers, lots of children who struggle to go to school because they feel sick. Yes. And over time, if they continue to feel sick, then they will actually be sick. Um, so even just breaking down for them what the body's doing can, can enable them, not even to require a strategy, just to have the understanding that if I walk out the door, even though I feel sick, that's going to be okay. It's okay to be nervous about going to school. And then you can start breaking down, you know, some of the areas. The third book will look at, um, or, or, you know, it's written, it's, it's just not um, illustrated yet. It will look at the neural 
responsibility of patterns Mm -hmm. and how we can use our senses positively to change the pattern yeah (laughs) so you know the first three books actually um they actually reflect a program that i've been delivering for years so the tam project is a four-week program that goes alongside the books so that's Uh where that's where they came from um so um obviously i run i run the books past the kids as we're going along so they can tell me which bits that are really effective and which bits they really don't like so (laughs) Uh, yeah absolutely and i think do you know what that's something i i'm very much a um, cheerleader on is involving kids in what we're doing you know there's a lot of us out there doing great work um, and the more we can actually co-produce stuff with kids they are so wise yeah they've got so much insight and and knowledge it's like they they already know this stuff but we're just kind of because they're connected they're so they're still they're not as um affected by life yeah. as, as we are as adults and yeah. it's so much easier but it's not impossible because as you will we'll probably tell everybody our brains are neuroplastic and we can make changes at any point yeah. in our life yeah. which is why it's so effective for parents to read this too you know it's just really and i think the beauty of what of your book is it's simple to understand it's not high level science no you're providing it for a young child or an adult to understand um and that just means everybody can access it even a teenager you know yeah. they're going through all this and yeah when teenagers their amygdalas are a little bit more active <laughs> and i mean i, I used so uh, one of my one of my sort of half sessions in the week um is with an alter, alternative provision students within a mainstream setting and they had a really big part to play in this because we did a lot of work around how would this information have they all said i wish i'd read that when i was in primary school yeah so we were like well, how can we make this really special for these sort of youngsters so they had a lot to do with it at one of my local schools wow. um they had quite a lot to do with sort of informing that and they still ask and actually a lot of their names are in the front of the first one you know some of the sort of names so they've got they've got their names in there so that they Brilliant. know um they know that they they played their part but um it's i mean one particular child really you know he's a teenager now but he um he he'd been very um reticent about working with people and wasn't going to do this wasn't going to do that didn't want counseling didn't want this that and the other and i said well that's okay because i'm none of those things i'm just i'm a support worker i've just come here to you know give you some support if you want it um he didn't want it so okay there was another younger student um who he'd sort of taken under his wing so i sort of set them the task of reading the book and doing me some feedback and that prompted a conversation Uh and he he said um i never knew you could talk about your feelings without getting the ump (laughs) and that's really stuck and i've used it in some i've used it in some research paper and i'm and i've used it in some things i've written um because for me that did encompass Mm -hmm. a lot of there was a lot of focus on intensive work around emotional emotional context and in in a lot of cases that's okay it's quite appropriate mm-hmm. um there's an awful lot of children there that aren't going to engage with that but it, it's, it's too scary for them um and sometimes so this work is is as good as an introduction to get them to learn to engage yes 
yeah. you know, if you're having a conversation around the science about the basics, I'm not claiming to be a world famous neuroscientist. I'm not. Yeah. You know, it, it, my qualifications are in that blend of providing the science with the therapeutic and the education so that it becomes an educational tool, a learning yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. Um you know and giving the kids a learning experience and a storybook with a character i mean they like a storybook of course you know the, the picture's a little bit sort of anime type you know it's you know it's, it, it's gone down well with the children i'm really proud of it brilliant that's like, great oh, yeah yeah so in terms of the situation that we're in right now <laughs> we're experiencing particularly parents having to homeschool their children yeah, yeah. a lot of them are working mums and dads yeah. who are trying to balance work and um, home life with um, the homeschool situation. What advice would you give them to support their kids, even themselves at this particular time, just to kind of give us a little bit more that we can be doing and thinking about? I just think, um, I think there's too much pressure on yeah. Um, prescriptive ways of processing this um, for lots of children routine is really important um, but I think there's an awful lot of pressure on having a school day or doing things in a particular way we are in an unprecedented situation where not since the second world war uh, or for most people has our um, polyvagal response system been under this much pressure and that that is a, a a, a term by Stephen Paul is about this whole process. You know, the fight, flight, and freeze process is used for emergencies mm -hmm. and we overuse it. Of course, at the moment, it's a very real threat, actually, as opposed to the everyday safe threats that we're constantly responding to and creating feelings that are unpleasant. Um, and I just think people need to be kind to themselves and kind to each other. And I know we had the be kind thing in the press, but even so far as there's there was a there's a thing on the news comparing the the fantastic gentleman who'd walked had uh, raised millions for yeah. the nhs and and a celebrity who was crying on his doorstep and people were very critical of the celebrity crying on the doorstep and for the older gentleman to have raised this much money and mm -hmm. you know this is really unkind you know people draw these really unkind contexts so he must be a hero and he must be a wimp. You know, why Why could it not be that his fight response is strong and his flight response is strong? Yeah. So he is going to tuck away and, and have a lot more emotional feelings and he is going to find the grit and the resilience and, and, and the heroic behaviour that we see as heroic. He just <laughs> might be very high up on the fight yeah. side of things and he might be very low on that and high on the flight sure. side of things and and I just think we're all being very judgy that there's an awful lot of um pressure to be something to be good to to be a key worker to be important and um and I think the sad part about that is that mums at home that are struggling mm -hmm. are constantly feeling under pressure I spoke to a friend of mine who said I've done nothing with my life. Why aren't I a nurse? Why aren't I out there helping everybody else? I said, but you're staying at home. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, and I think rather than fight the range of emotions, mm -hmm. I think there needs to be more conversation about it and go with it. Just go with it. You know? Yeah. 
have those conversations more stop stop trying to fit into this perfect mold yeah that we think we should be doing because that's mm. just your brain that's just your brain playing tricks on you you know like it, in my head i should be writing a thesis in 10 books that in reality i can just about get dressed i've got my slippers <laughs> on and and i do what i manage to do in a day and that's all right that's, yeah if i feel miserable that's all right yeah it's just if accepting a positive moment it's all right i think it's about being accepting of your feelings and your emotions rather than letting them upset you further yeah absolutely that's wonderful advice thank you very much because i think a lot of people are you know when they're seeing people out there doing this and that we're all yeah. experiencing to some degree yeah. a fight or flight response yeah. yeah we are in that um and so we're coming from that perception and that that's our reality at the minute. We're not coming from a very logical, rational. Place. No, no, not at all. And I think to try and logicalize and rationalize a situation is it, you can't yeah. do it. Your brain's not in that place. No. Um, there's no certainty. There's no, no certainty no, not at, at all. It's, it's very unsettling. And, you know, and even for people, I think if, if people like yourself and I, I mean, we study this, we teach it to other people if we've still got to be putting things in place for our, keep our self-care going and, and checking on other people then that's 10 times more difficult for lots of other people um sure. i just think there's a lot of pressure out there too you know um people need normalcy and that routine is it is going to trick your brain into thinking that things are more settled so for mm -hmm. some people that's going to work really well for other people a routine a prescriptive routine will just make you crosser absolutely you know so i think you've just got to find what works for you as a family with your children and then be be a bit kind to yourself and you know stay off social media of people telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing <laughs> that's great amanda i'm going to finish the chat now because we you've got some great insight and i think a lot of people will get a lot out of this because your book and where can they get your book if they'd like to order it so Tan's Journey, the beginning, the first book is on Amazon. It's on uh, Waterstones online. And I've got a Shopify shop, Tam's Journey Shopify. Um, mm -hmm. So you can order them on there. And um, right. within, within the next two weeks, actually on the Shopify site, you can order the book <laughs> with the sloth. Oh, fabulous. So just so on Shopify? At the moment, yeah. Just on Shopify, you can order a uh, uh the book with the sloth and you can pre-order the second book with the sloth as a gift set brilliant so, uh, i'm gonna have a look at that one <laughs> definitely and do you have a website i do it's um it's not a tam's journey website it's inside out osyp um dot co dot uk and it's got a tam's journey page on it and actually there's a load of uh, coloring sheets from pages from okay. the book and the second book and then there's a little exercise as well about finding your inner amazingness so for those of you that don't know tam actually stands for the amazing me so it's about individual journeys and individual explorations and a celebration of our uniqueness absolutely and you are amazing amanda oh, <laughs> you. you are amazing <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you very much okay so thank you for uh, your time it's been lovely a wonderful interview i was excited i'm still excited i want to carry on talking to you all day um, thank you for coming on um positive empowered kids and uh, telling people more about what you do 
Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening to our fantastic Positively Empowered Kids podcast. If you'd like to know more about what we're doing, please find us at www.positivelyempoweredkids.co.uk or you can search us on all the social media platforms, Positively Empowered Kids. Bye.